0: so you stay inside stay cool turn on our podcast cloak and jabber to get a recap of the latest episode of cloak and dagger on freeform i'm alex hey,
2: hey we are a cool breeze blown in from the northeast i'm jt sizzle on the ones and twos I'm Pete.
0: And we are going to be recapping the latest episode of Call Colin, uh, Colin Dagger. Cloak and Dagger named call slash response. No and there. Don't worry about yes. it. Yes. Now, uh, this uh, this has been a good run for Cloak and Dagger. Uh, very exciting stuff. I'm killing a little bit of time right here because I'm opening up some notes from our New Orleans correspondent before we get into the latest yes, episode. Yes, I do
2: love this segment. We have uh, uh, someone who lives down in New Orleans to give us the little Backstory on uh, some of the Moments from previous episodes Uh, What's the uh, What's our man on the streets take
0: Uh, So this is Brett Macris You can follow him at B-R-E-T-M-A-C-R-I-S uh, and let's see Okay, he had actually a bunch of notes This is going to be for the third episode of the show So you can go back and check out this stuff um, Melvin's Bar, Tyrone Passes It in the Streetcar Is an old school staple Old man bar with live music Sounds like you would like a Pete Oh, yeah Yeah, Pete's a
2: Melvin's guy
0: uh, we were talking about this the last episode. The info on the tour is legit. It turns out yeah. this is there's a voodoo tour that Moji Girl takes Ty on. Uh, turns out that's totally real. Uh, he also mentions I don't want to give too much address info, but he lives around the corner from Mary Laveau's birth house. Uh, also, the voodoo ritual at Laveau's grave. Now you might remember this. This is you got very upset about this, Pete. Yep. Ty puts an X on the grave. Why would you do that? Well, here's why. It's a standard flirting courting in NOLA, or you drink hurricanes, throw beads at each other, and everyone takes their
3: shirt off. That's what Brett says. Oh, so there you oh, go. Wow. He, you should st- move down there. Yeah, you should. <laughs> you love all no, that stuff, no except thanks. for the graves. I would, yeah, I would not put an X on somebody else's grave. I don't care if that's considered flirting or not. No. Uh, okay, you're a weirdo. Uh, <laughs>
0: the Dombala voodoo shop is deep in the French Quarter, close to Preservation Hall, the oldest active jazz hall in the country. The pizza across the street is shit, as is most of the pizza in the quarter, uh, but he judges everything. against Smiley's on 7th Avenue and 9th Street near the GF stop. Nice. Stop by Smiley's. say, Cloak and Jabber sent you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: you Get ready for a sponsorship coming our way. Uh,
0: now, this is interesting. Uh, he mentioned Dambala's earlier, the voodoo shop. Uh, this is because locals only go into the French Quarter for three reasons He says You have people visiting And they want to go there To party You work Own a business Or it's Mardi Gras So that's the only reason To go into there Agreed Uh, It's uh, a tourist tourist trap There
2: are much better spots To go to When I'm down there I go to the Bywater a lot of cool bars down there, Ooh. a little bit out of the way.
0: Oh, these are some good travel tips. Yeah, I'm Let's down. Slowly morph this into a travel show, 100%. <laughs> uh, now, speaking of not at all, Pete, this is another thing he got pretty upset about, was there was a joke the last episode where uh, he had to get a bunch of voodoo ingredients. And he said, where should they get that? There was a smash cut to him holding a Whole Foods, Whole Foods bag. Yeah. Uh, guess what? You could buy all those bath ingredients
3: at a Whole Foods in New Orleans. I wasn't doubting that. I just thought it was like a (laughs) lame plug for Whole Foods. It wasn't a plug. It was a good joke.
0: Yeah. Now, all right, let's not stay on this point too much. Uh, This is something that was teased the last couple of episodes, but confirmed this episode, the roof that Cloak, a.k.a. Ty, steps out on is, in fact, the roof of Emeralds. So Emerald Lagasse making a cameo, even though he probably doesn't know it. Uh, Oh, no, he's going to show up. 100%. He babs, babs in when you
2: least expect it. Yeah, he bams in.
0: <laughs> uh, also, again, lots of notes here, but this is great stuff. Uh, Tandy's vision. Now, if you remember, there were two visions the last episode. Ty had a vision. Tandy had a vision. Tandy's vision was in a park uh, that's most likely filmed at City Park. Uh, Brett says, think Central Park, but bigger and not as groomed with a couple of alligators. Very cool oh, There you go The detective uh, is Detective O'Reilly uh, Gets her coffee From Sea Scenes Which is a chain Coffee star NOLA And they have Decent iced coffee Again some good Food wrecks there uh, The shitty cop Who's the evil cop Do you remember his name Pete?
3: Yeah evil cop
0: Okay great uh, O'Reilly right? Now this is another thing Remember he makes He's like none of that Brooklyn beer Don't get me any of that Brooklyn beer Yeah yeah To Detective O'Reilly That's actually a common Sentiment down there Towards New York City It's actually worse With Los Angeles Angeles. So if you're going down to New Orleans, we're from New York. We're going to pretend we're Wait, not people in New Orleans
3: hate New York beer. Yeah. What There's the
2: a fuck? ton of local beer down there. It's a big beer town.
3: Well, it's a big drinking. We- town. Brooklyn beer is great. What the F man?
2: Wow. I Offended. love the Brooklyn brewery. Yeah, but don't you want to drink? You you drink local when you're in
3: the local spot. Sure, okay. sure, but I I mean... You well, go they, down and order a Brooklyn Lager, or they're going to kick your ass. All right, Dude, couple a couple of break.
0: other quick notes before we wrap up this section again. Thank you, Brett. Uh, tours are a neural part of the existence of the French Quarter. Vampire, Haunted Voodoo Swamp, there's always tours. They all end at a bar, and he says, I'm not even kidding about that. Awesome. Uh, also, Most says, events
2: in New Orleans end in a bar. <laughs> Church ends in a bar. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: uh, he also says, I've met a few voodoo practitioners, and they don't know any of them who have a 3-D printer. Most of them are happy to have rent money. Uh, Now, if you remember, uh, (laughs) Emoji Girl's ad is printing a a 3-D model of Thai for reasons that we don't quite know yet. Um, Oh, and the last note that he has is, tell Justin it's pronounced Gator. Thank you very much.
2: Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, wait. He has one more note.
0: Uh, I'm having a little trouble reading this. What does that say over there? That one, Pete? Airboats? Uh, No, I think it says gator boats. No,
2: I don't think that's what it says. it says air boats.
0: Yeah, it says they're called gator boats. I'm not going to lie. I had to look it up 100% not... What did you say? Airboats. No, it's gator boats. I wow. don't know. Anyway, thank you so much, Brett. <laughs> so let me get this straight. You fake news. All the Alex fake ignored... news.
2: Alex is fake news.
0: Alex is fake news. 100%. Tidely, very tidely.
2: He's a b- believer in gator boats. Now, the biggest conspiracy theory. Thank you again,
0: Brett. Uh, tune in next week for more notes on the episode we're about to recap. Uh, speaking of which, a quick little recap. You might have gathered some of this stuff, but Ty and Tandy both got powers through mysterious reasons. Ty has dark Powers. He can uh, teleport, he can read people's darkest fears, and Tandy has light powers. She can create daggers with her hands, uh, and she also can uh, view people's hopes. The two plot lines, Tandy has been dealing with her mom, who's a drunk alcoholic dating... Potentially skeezy lawyer. We find out a little bit more about this this yeah. episode. Uh, and they're all trying to find out what happened with the Roxxon Corporation, which caused the powers, but also ended up killing Tandy's dad. Uh, Ty's plotline is there is a corrupt cop who killed his brother when he was a kid, and he's trying to track him down. He finally figured out who he is, uh, but he... Uh, Wants to kill him, wants to turn him in. He's not quite sure yet. So lots of other stuff getting up. Uh, we'll talk about it as we get into the episode. So let, let's jump into it. Once again, great structure for this
2: episode. I love this show. This show does not pull punches. This Dude. show is written very well, and it really like feels so deliberate in all its choices. It takes risks. It's I'm really so happy with it. Uh, I, you want to dive I, this
3: in? Is, yeah, this is drive me nuts that these two people obviously need each other, but are not getting together and staying together, and it's driving me insane. They're
2: strangers who have nothing in common except for the oh, fact that they, for they have. they
3: keep ending up together, and oh, we woke up on a beach together, and oh, by the way, we both. Well, okay, again, I know you're getting
0: very emotionally attached to the show, Pete. I think what we've established over the course of the run of this podcast is you're not actually angry at the show so much as feeling what the characters are going through. Yeah. And that, once again, is what they're dealing with in this episode, because right. at the end of the last episode, they both ended up in the church that Tandy is hiding out in together. Their powers had connected in some strange way and they said they have to talk. And that's exactly what they're doing this episode is they're trying to hash it out. They're trying to figure it out. To Justin's point, they don't know each other yet. So this wonderful structure that we get over the course of the episode is them having this conversation broken up with the aftermath of this conversation. Yeah,
2: it was a really smart structure. But I think to your point, they are trying to get to know each other, but they already know sort of too much about each other they've seen their innermost like fears and hopes and that fucks up your ability to just be like regular friends or become regular friends with somebody.
3: Well, I'm not asking them to be regular friends. I'm just saying, like, hey, if I knew somebody who kind of had the opposite power that I had, I would be like, hey, it seems like the world is pushing us together. Let's not run away so fast. They
0: literally have that dialogue in the episode, like
3: almost word for word. Yeah, but then they go their separate ways at the end of the episode. Well, okay, but to Justin's
0: point, I think that's an interesting point you bring up, because Tandy, Tandy was in Ty's dreamscape and saw Ty's innermost feelings. Ty saw Tandy's innermost feelings, but they have they didn't see it. Again, they talk about this during yeah. the episode. But Tandy knows what Ty needs. Ty knows what Tandy needs. But if somebody came up to you and was like, "Hey, man, you got to stop running away from everything in your life," because I was inside of your head, you'd probably be like, "Fuck you! What are yeah. you talking? You don't know me. i can't the only tell me who lives in my head."
2: Exactly. Like if, like Pete obviously uh, is the cloak. Pete's like I guess more of a oh, like flannel shirt of uh, the situation, yeah, yeah. and I'm the dagger. I'm the like like sort of too small you're, T-shirt. Yeah. You're, so you're like you light, see how you're the
3: light bright to yeah. my darkness. <laughs> But my point is, I, it just drives me insane that they don't have a conversation about, like, hey, were you in that river or that lake? when?" Would that- but they already know that. They know that they were in the lake. Right. But, I mean, they haven't – I just uh, – it's just frustrating to me that they haven't talked – As much as I feel like they should There's going to be more episodes Uh, So we start with them
2: in the church uh, Where they are starting to show their connection Recount their dreams to each other I thought this was so nice Tandy feels a little bit different in this episode She Mm -hmm. feels like she's evolving a little bit She's like, oh, this is my thing now I'm going to uh, figure out how these powers work I'm going to start to get my life back together And it's a welcome change
0: Yeah, it's One thing we've talked about quite a bit on the podcast Is I've almost been reticent to let them grow I think I realized during this episode because the idea that Tandy is dark and has this light pulling on her and Ty is light but has this dark pulling on him is so interesting to me. But seeing them make those progressions means I'm worried they're going to get to a place where it's like, and now we're wearing superhero costumes and we're exactly who we need to be and we've found it. I almost don't want that arc. I want them to always be developing and always be changing. I don't want there to be the typical arc of a superhero show where it was and now it's episode 13 and he's putting on the Daredevil suit, you know? Right.
2: Well, I, and I don't think we're going to get that because as uh, Tandy is starting to get uh, sort of on the right path, it, it feels like Ty is like a little bit of a mess. He uh, Early on in the episode, he makes out with Emoji Girl in the uh, unre- unreasonably choice. lit dark room. Um, and it feels like Why he's just... Why
3: is a horrible choice? Because he's trusting somebody that has ulterior motives. Again, she does not have ulterior motives. Her Again, only motive yes, is to
2: keep the emojis flowing. <laughs>
3: No, she uh, liked him out of the blue. She's obviously a pawn. That's for the love voodoo at first lady. sight.
2: That's a weird no, conspiracy. No, That's a, conspira- a conspiracy. You're a conspiracy
3: controlling shit, and she is just working for the voodoo lady. That's not true, and a weird
2: theory. Okay, fine. Uh, but I guess we'll see. Pete has been proven right one time, maybe
0: <laughs> <laughs> multiple, multiple times. We'll okay. give him multiple times. Uh, I also think
3: um, I don't know. Sometimes people like each other, Pete. Yeah, that's great. But then family members shouldn't be making voodoo dolls of the person you like. Uh, she's not uh, making she, a voodoo doll, though. She was making a 3D print of him, which is much nicer. Yeah, and really then more wrapping stuff around. Great, great. But then wrapping voodoo stuff around it to be Pink. a voodoo doll.
2: Surely we've all printed dolls of each other. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have a couple I have different eras of each of you. Yeah.
0: Wow. Have you guys been to Gulliver's Gate in Times Square?
2: Uh, no, yeah.
0: oh, it's great! You got to go there. There's, uh, you go there. They have all these tiny villages and tiny towns, and they have a, a place where for only three hundred bucks you can get a three D printing of yourself if you step into it. Uh, I for went only there three times. Bucks? The each time I went there once myself. The second time, I went there dressed in a Justin suit, and the third time in a Pete <laughs> no. suit. And each time, the guy was like, I can't do this. And I was like, what, about $600? And he's like, I can do
2: this. Yeah, yeah, way to negotiate. Oh, hey, I need my Justin suit back, <laughs> <No> <laughs> by the problem. way.
0: By the way, your bones muscles, gross.
2: Yeah, thank you.
0: Put your skin back on, yo. <laughs> hashtag put your skin Hashtag
2: back put on. your skin back on is obviously the hashtag that you should... Any comment for us should be put under.
0: Yeah, 100%. Now, uh, so they're in the church. They have this conversation. I think we could kind of talk through the conversation, yeah. right? So like Pete is saying, with that, while still getting annoyed at for some reason, they end up talking about everything. They end up talking about their powers. Why do we have this connection? What is happening between us? Uh, and they end up trying to test it. This scene was so cool and so intimate yeah. and romantic
3: in um, a way. Yeah, I'm yeah. Glad they did that part at least.
0: Yeah, well, so what they do is that they decide to see how close they can get without activating each other's powers, because the last time they did it in a graveyard, they blasted each other backwards, and so we get to see Cloak's cloaky powers reaching out to Dagger, we see Dagger's glow reaching out to him, again, I, and then they blast each other's backwards and are like, that was cool. Yeah,
2: It' great, I agree, this was like, this made me really think, oh, these two will have a romance in a way that I really
3: like. Yeah,
0: I, and... I, I, f- I felt bad for Emoji Girl. No.
3: Yeah. I- I'm a little upset in uh, Dagger not wanting <coughs> uh, a little bit more vengeance for her father. Uh, just because it seems like her father really got fucked over by the Roxon Corporation. And hold, on. hold on. She's working on yeah, that. Yeah, she's working on it. She's barely working We'll get to that part. We're still on She's like going through the law where she has powers. You need to be hold going on, on and fucking shit. You're jumping all over the place. I'm not jumping. They were talking about their like... How they got their powers and I would wanted the one of them to be like, yo, what happened? Your dad was fucked up. Let's go do, take care of business.
2: All right, cool. Let's let's get into that uh, then if we want to. Go into their separate storylines because I think the last bit is, is where that church sure. conversation well, goes Well, actually,
0: to. I just wanted to mention one part about this conversation before we get into that, which is there's a point after they blast each other across the room where they're lying on the ground on the floor and they talk about, did you tell anybody about this? And Cloak is like, oh, I'm kind of seeing a girl, but no, I didn't tell her. She wouldn't understand. What about you? And then... And I thought this dialogue was so well crafted because Tandy is having this conversation to him like, yes, clearly, of course, I told somebody. I can't believe you didn't tell anybody. And then she admits rather honestly to him that, no, I, I didn't tell anybody either. So that little character was great. But their idea of, like, who would believe me doesn't exactly hold water in the MCU. Like, that's a one thing that's kind of
3: holding me back right. a little bit well, about this. But we don't this. know the yeah,
2: situation. They, like, we don't know how much Cloak and Dagger relates yeah, to the larger. Yeah, we largers. also don't
3: know if there's, like, superheroes in the world. No, well. there is. It's in the MCU. They have... Yeah, but the, I, they haven't looked up and been like, hey, there goes the Hulk or something, so we don't know, like...
0: No, but we do... Okay, this is my point. My point is, I like that the show is going the way it's going. I... Like the direction of them being like, we couldn't trust anybody. That makes total sense. They have made no reference to the NCU, so fine. But because we know it is set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we know that aliens have attacked New York and the Avengers exist, and Ultron dropped an entire city in Sokovia and all of these other things. But we don't know the timeline and when all this is happening. Uh, I guess that's possible. I guess it could predate it. Except the assumption is that it's happening now, so there have been people with powers all over the place. So I don't think you're supposed to be thinking about that while you're watching the show, mind you. But. It is being a fad and having watched all these shows and movies, it does hold me back a little bit from what? thinking this motivation is not false. Yeah, but I don't mind it. They're
2: protecting the storyline they need to tell without sure. getting into letting it be polluted by like Iron Man. Also, Hang yeah. On. No, you I can't.
3: can't. It's still weird to say to somebody like, yeah, these light daggers come out of my hands. Someone would be like That's weird And then they would be like Yeah but the Hulk exists You know what I mean Like it's it's still a weird thing To reveal to somebody They'd be like Alright the Hulk exists That's not that weird it's not a good defense. I think the honesty of them not telling people but sharing together is, is powerful. I think that's all they uh, see. So let's get into
2: about. it. Um, so they each of the characters sort of learn a little bit from each other in this episode, and they go about their business trying to do it. Uh, if we want to talk about Ty first, um, Tandy tells Ty he needs to – well, Ty says he's trying to get to this cop. And so Tandy's like, you need to – like, you can't just walk in there. Obviously, uh, that will not go well as uh, Ty is very yeah. <laughs> he was <laughs> talks about be, a lot.
3: Yeah, you had to be straight like, listen, I'm a black man. I got bigger issues. Well, let's talk about at. this
0: because you have yelled at us quite a bit on this podcast about them not recognizing the issues facing them, right? Particularly with Ty being a black man in America, with right. Tandy having to deal with rape and being a woman. They have a pretty honest conversation about that in the middle of the episode. How did you feel about it? Did it address
3: your concerns, Pete? It did, but it's, you know, I, you know she's still like, yeah, yeah I, I liked the fact that they did it. I want more. Uh, I also, it would have been nice if Tandy... I mean, just to be clear, they haven't solved the problems
0: of racism or sexism in America in this episode. They are still prevailing. Right. But how did you feel about them in this episode? Better?
3: I guess <laughs> wow. it's the,
2: Hard not to crack over here in peel page because I thought this scene, the check your privilege moment uh, between Ty and Tandy were in the church, I thought was so great. The line, this whole country's trying to kill me every day, I thought was like – Very just powerful. Just came out of nowhere and for – I would what not expect – came
3: out of nowhere? That's his life.
2: Yeah, I know. But I'm saying on a show like this, on a network like this, to have that level of like realness about what's happening in the current politics and our culture, like I was like that is – That's good writing, and that, like, it's not pulling punches. And
0: it also, it didn't feel false, and it didn't feel forced. I think a lot of other superhero shows sometimes have forced this. There was, I enjoy me some Supergirl, but there was a plot line about gun control on Supergirl a couple of episodes back that was real blunt and real super forced. This was... Much better acted, much better stated. Um, they did a great job across the board with it. And so the bigger thing that I would argue is that it was used to drive a wedge between the characters and show them how far they needed to go to get together and to work with each other. So it was character motivated, and it was yeah. a, a plot motivated. It wasn't just somebody being like, "This is a very special episode
3: of Cloak and Dagger that's about racism." Yeah. Right, I. Uh, yeah, that's why I like the show so much. Is that, uh, racism is a big part of it, which is great. Uh, it's putting <laughs> what? it's putting a uh, magnifying glass on a very ugly part of our country. Oh. Anyways, yes, it might have been clunky or weird, as you pointed out. But kudos to Supergirl for at least bringing. Oh it my
2: up. god! You know, what I mean, i it. Won't, won't let us talk
3: than no moments. Uh, yeah. I'm just gonna. Uh, go out on a limb
0: here and say Supergirl does not listen to this podcast.
2: I don't care. <laughs> Pete rides for Supergirl all day or er day. You know day. What?
0: I'm going to march down the street, go to the Carol King musical, march up to Melissa Benoist and be like, just to be clear, I ripped your show a new one and Pete defended you on our Cloak & Dagger podcast and she'll be like... Stop talking in the middle of beautiful yeah. Carol King musical.
2: Escort this gentleman out of here. Uh, so getting back to the individual storylines, um, Ty uh, Tandy tells Ty that he needs to construct a narrative. Uh, we see Ty like uh, have the stolen bike story. He gets in there, he sort of panics in the precinct. Yeah, uh, when, which I thought was also uh, very cool. He runs very powerful, out,
3: powerful, very awesome. Yeah, uh, surrounded by the enemy, he's freaking out.
2: And then uh, his dad. Uh, Ty's dad catches him in the lie of uh, we're my bolt cutters and then uh, Ty's dad takes us on this journey into uh, this spy boy group uh, which I thought was like a wild uh, I was thing.
3: really nervous because I was like oh god not again he's going to take him to the cops and the cops is going to rust arrest- nobody oh. No but he takes him to his old gang or something yeah. I think we need something. We need
2: some from, research on this. Yeah um, Brett.
0: Brett get on this for us for the next episode. It,
2: to me it was uh, something based on the different wars the like neighborhoods mm-hmm. of New Orleans. I feel like this was uh, maybe the ninth ward. I think I saw in this. Yeah. Uh, this is like this group that sort of keeps the peace in the ninth ward.
0: Yeah. So he it turns out he used to live there. He was part of it. He brings his son into it. Uh, and they find this, uh, what is it called? Regalia? Yeah. Uh, regalia that they fix in this old shop that they're putting together. It's pretty clear that Ty ends up picking it out, a random one in the back. Turns out it was his brother's that his brother never finished. It's pretty clear this is going to be his cloak when he eventually becomes cloak. Yeah. Um, But again, a very beautiful moment. The way that his father played it, I was very surprised because his father has mostly been played as nebbishy nerd this whole time. Again, uh, we keep complimenting the show, but I like the fact that they set up this character and let him simmer in the background for a couple of episodes before really revealing what he was about. Yeah. And his reaction when Ty brings out the cloak... Yeah. Is very powerful and yeah, all done in his eyes.
2: It's great. Definitely, I mean, and you don't see a lot of uh, beaded superhero outfits, so no. it's great to see a focus on the detail. Work. I'm sure they're going to lose the beads.
3: Yeah, uh, I well, don't think no, so. No, no, they're
0: not. You know, from the comics, Cloak's power is to get girls to show up
3: your tits. You know what? No. <laughs> the <laughs> fuck, dude? That was incredible. yeah,
2: more no. like uncloaked. Oh. Come uh, on. Great. Um you wanna work through Tandy's storyline as well here? Yeah. Sure. Uh, since we definitely <laughs> ended that on the right note. Yeah.
3: Did we? <laughs> no. No, we didn't.
2: Okay. Uh so Tandy, um sort of leaning into her side, is like, I uh I need to find out if this lawyer is gonna treat my mom right. She uses her powers beautiful willfully. Moment. Very cool, learns that this guy truly oh, does want to create a, a family here.
3: Touching, beautiful moment. It was great and I
2: love how Tandy just got on board. It was like, Okay, I like this guy. Uh, I trust I'm so
3: him. i so happy. I was like, Oh finally, we have a
0: character we can fucking root for. Well, so she ends up going to his office and uh, investigating on with him, mostly just so she can find out that he has a safe where he keeps most of his really important materials. Great catch. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I love this storyline. I love the fact that we do find out he is a good guy who really wants to be with Tandy's mom. He really wants to care for Tandy. Yeah. But at the same time, they didn't flinch on the fact that he's cheating on his wife. And they have this dinner together where he ends up getting called from his wife. It's so sad and so tense what happens there because... With Tandy, we've gone inside of his head. We've mm-hmm. seen what this character is truly about. And to see him and this pseudo-family broken so hard was just sad. Yeah. Uh, not to focus on another detail during the scene, uh, what were they eating? Because it looked like they were just having what, bread sandwiches for weird? dinner. Yeah. Like just sandwiches, just like rolls.
2: I mean, if they're on an all-carb diet, that's totally normal. <laughs> I feel like that's very you, fashionable. You get
0: caught enough. up on some of the... They were also having those uh, voodoo chips, the voodoo heat chips from, uh, what is it, Zaps or whatever? Very
2: New Orleans. Yeah,
0: very New
3: Orleans. <laughs> oh, boy.
2: Uh, and then, uh, so they the mom doesn't trust Greg, and, Which and Tandy's indeed. sort of like, ah, so you should. She's like, what do you know about it? Yeah. And then she breaks up with him, and we get this whole... Sh- uh, Tandy goes to like talk to him, and she witnesses him getting shot because they're on the trail of Roxan.
3: Yeah, I. First of all, I as fucking a, lost it when that moment happened. Me too. I was so screamed. out of nowhere. No. Great.
0: Uh, that's uh, what I was going to say. Is Would I, you said that was great?
2: Yeah. I, I, no, the moment was awesome. No, Very was, well made, dude. That was the only good guy in the whole show so far, and he gets shot. There's several good guys in the whole show. Yeah. So I got to
0: disagree with that point. Name one. But. As somebody who's watched a fair amount of television, it's hard to surprise me, I feel like, at this point. Yeah. We should have seen it coming. Like, yeah. you find out Definitely. that he's a good guy. You find out about the safe. You get the setup of the office and everything. But still, to your point, Justin, the way that it was filmed and the way that it was happened was so shocking. Yeah. yeah. It was com- so good. It was completely earned, though.
2: I agree. It was like one of, uh, it was like uh, some of the best moments in Breaking Bad, where yeah. it's like surprising but totally earned just. like, oh, I can't believe. I didn't see that Uh, It felt great And now this is another secret That Tandy has to keep Because we see After that mom Leaving messages for Greg Greg's not calling her back Because he's dead And it seems like Tandy can't tell her mom that Like it just makes her life Well it's not just a secret It's
0: another Authority figure That she thought She could trust in Thought she could use Like Detective O'Reilly The last episode Completely cut off from her
3: She's got to tell her mom You can't not tell your mom While your mom's crying like that But she's protecting her mom Somebody killed Greg Greg over this information,
0: if she tells her mom her mom is a drunk most of the time, there's no way she's not gonna raise a ruckus about it, and then she's gonna end up dead. So by not telling
3: her know. mom, she's saving her know. life. Yeah, you, no, I I agree. I think save, she, her mom is a, a wreck right now. You need to help your mom out. It's better
2: that she's dealing with a breakup as opposed to like dealing with uh being murdered, (laughs) or like uh, confronting that, the fact... Yeah, but
3: her mom knows better than anybody how much they're trying to cover this up, so it would only fuel the fire where, hey, mom, we gotta try to legally find someone. She feels trapped, and
0: she runs away from everything, and she's scared, and she gets to the point where she does the ultimate runaway at that point. She goes to the pier, wraps herself in chains, ties up her hands, and jumps into the water, which is following up to the conversation she had with Ty earlier on, where he basically challenged her to kill herself
2: yeah he he saw her suicidal thoughts and she, so he confronts her about that and sort of calls her out for it and she's like you have the same shit going on and he denies that and that's what causes them to split and then she carries
3: out that luckily light daggers float yeah <laughs> yeah well
0: so yeah so she throws her in and the light brings her back up she uses the dagger to cut through her chains cut through her ropes goes back to the office, cuts open the safe with the light dagger, so now we know just how strong those things are, which is kind of amazing. Plus, they
3: float. That was a cool, yeah. That was a
2: cool way to, subtle way to show off her powers without having it be a big, like, mm -hmm. Marvel Cinematic Universe style, like, look what I can do. It was, I thought that was really well done.
0: Well, and the other thing that's great about it is she gets the safe and she creates a light dagger. So, even more than Ty, she's figured out how to access her powers. So, to that point, how does she access her powers? What's your theory on that?
2: Uh, I think she has to, she's hardening her resolve and using her hope to move forward. Okay. And because I think that's what, she's at her lowest point when she kills, tries to kill herself and she manifests the dagger as like, you know what, I'm going to live, hope. And with uh, breaking into the safe, she's like, I have hope that I can avenge my father and put, bring rocks under justice, and that manifests the dagger.
3: I don't know, it seems like the, her powers manifest when she's in trouble you know well yeah yeah, that too
0: and they talk about that in the episode but I do think Justin's right I think that We'll see if Cloak gets to the same point, because he's not quite there yet. By the end of the episode, he marches back into the police station, asks to see the police officer that he knows kills his brother, um, but he still hasn't quite mastered his powers in the same way that Tandy has. So we'll have to see if him delving into the darkness, him exploring fear. Manifesting
2: in fear, yeah. Yeah, I think is that what him, that's what he's his doing, bars. yeah. I feel like um, that might be a big component of next week's episode.
0: Yeah. So anything else you want to say about this episode?
3: Anything <laughs> else going on? The show is definitely growing on me. I uh, love it. Oh, Top right. to bottom.
0: That's good. Um, also, I should mention before we get to the next section, if you are following us on any of our platforms, particularly iTunes, leave us a comment, leave us a rating, something like that would be much appreciated. Now, before we go, though, Cloak or Dagger? This episode only, Pete, Cloak or Dagger.
3: Uh Cloak. Any reason? He's dope. <laughs> cloak is cloak dope. Cloak is dope.
2: Uh this was definitely a dagger, a dagger episode. A dagger. Oh, I I
3: did want to say there was this one line that really got to me where she was saying I'm trying to where he said I'm trying to make up for two lives, and I thought that was pretty, pretty cool. power powerful.
2: Uh definitely a dagger episode. This is her like going from a mess to a hero all in one shot, and I thought it was great.
3: Yeah, would you say from like from zero to hero? I well, wouldn't I say don't something know why just. You would for, say that I mean, it she rhymes. tried to kill herself in this episode. I don't know if that's a hero moment.
2: Uh, yeah, no, I'm not saying that moment was a hero, but I think her uh, pushing through that is is a hero moment. That's true. I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, I'm also going to go with Dagger this episode I really like both of these actors So much, I'm really enjoying watching The show, it's so so well done But like you said Her journal over the course of this episode And the work that Olivia Holt does I think Is a little bit stronger so I, there
3: was that I do wish they switched the powers In the TV show versus the comic book I Why? think it would be really more powerful If the white girl had the darkness Powers and the black dude had The, the light powers <laughs>
0: Well, so we talked about this the first episode, though. I think what they were doing was they were flipping the script. You expect a black kid in New Orleans to be the poor black kid, and you expect the white girl to be the girl. Not the the right
2: uh, the story. He's he's saying they did a version of that by flipping the uh, the character sort of the character arcs.
3: So I think they flipped the characters, not the powers. It's just weird that it's like, oh yeah, he's in the darkness, you know, and he's a black dude. I don't because he has has. I don't know how much we get. It, it's. It, it, that's their character arcs, right? Right.
0: He has this lightness that is being drawn down into the dark. She has this darkness that's being lifted up into the light, and that's what's happening to. And, and, I, and I in understand way, all
3: that. I'm just saying it would have been
2: cooler. He he switched. buries all of the darkness in his life, and it's emerging now. in the flip for for Tandy.
0: I gotta be honest. I would have liked better if they had green and yellow powers because those are two of
2: my favorite colors. Oh, That's, that's nice thank you for sure. I yeah. wish they were just two Hulks.
3: <laughs> oh, man, can you imagine?
2: Imagine oh, that.
3: Yeah. Hulk, Hulk and Hulk. Hulk.
2: <laughs> oh, that would have been so then it could, cool. our podcast could have been uh, Hulk and Talk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you like the show and other shows we do support it on patreon.com slash comic book club also we do a live show every tuesday night at 8 p.m in new york at the pit loft it's totally free come
3: on by pete what else do you want to plug Find us on facebook so you get to know all about the amazing guests we have on our live show follow us on twitter at comic book
2: live
0: check us out at comic book club live.com for the podcast and more and hey let us know what your favorite color is on twitter or just emailing us, or you know, just appear in our bedroom or whatever. Shout it in the whoa, streets whoa, whoa, until whoa, we find in you. in our bedroom. Yeah, you know,
3: uh, teleport. No, don't invite people to our bedroom. Use your red power. Our
2: collective triple bunk bed bedroom. <laughs>